Entrepreneur MBA podcast purpose is to help existing business owners grow their companies past the $10 million in revenue per year benchmark. Here is your host, Stephen Halasnik. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Halasnik, and I'm co-founder of Financing Solutions. Uh, Financing Solutions, for those of you who don't know us, provides easy-to-set-up lines of credit for small businesses, and I will be your host for today. If you're interested in learning more about a business line of credit for your business, which I would highly recommend that you have, uh, I've had a line of credit for over 25 years myself uh, for my businesses, uh, please visit our website at fscreditline.com. That's FS as in Financing Solutions, creditline.com. Over the last 25 years, I have built six companies in the $5 million to $25 million range, including two companies that have made the Inc. 500 fastest growing companies in the United States. I love learning from people with business experience. And today, I'm very excited to be speaking with Abby Marks Beal from Revit Up Reading. Abby is a speed reading expert, consummate educator, and professional speaker who enjoys teaching busy people how to read smarter, faster, and just plain better. For the, for the past 30 plus years, she has taught thousands to build reading confidence and competence through the knowledge of simple yet powerful active reading strategies. She is the author of 10 Days to Faster Reading, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Speed Reading, and Speed Reading, A Little Known Time-Saving Superpower. Amy, welcome to today's mm -hmm. Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Thanks, Steve. I really appreciate you having me. Thanks. Yeah, so today we're going to be covering the topic of speed reading skills for busy entrepreneurs. And uh, I don't know anybody in this earth who doesn't want to read faster, remember things better, enjoy what they read, stay in the moment. I, I, it's, it's just always been a big topic for everybody I know. Do you find that too? Totally, I do. And that's one of the reasons that has kept me in this business for as long as I've been. I've been over 30 years. But I used to be the kind of person that hated to read. So it's not like reading was something that I loved from birth and it was something I excelled at and felt good about. I mean, I went through college and, and my story is I never thought that anyone would want to read a newspaper on a daily basis. I thought they were crazy because they'd have to read more. Like, what are you kidding? And so um, I really hated to read all the way through college. And it wasn't until after that I took a job that enabled me and taught me how to like upgrade my skills so I can teach others how to do it that I was like, oh, that's what it's about. Oh, okay. Let me, let me share it with others. And so that's kind of how I made a career out of it since then. Um, and, and I do what you're talking about. I do enjoy reading. I enjoy making time for it. It's satisfying, it, you know, but I, it used to not be that way. So yeah, yeah. people, well, people come to me. <laughs> what was the, the job that forced that uh, helped, helped you have the epiphany? The company is called Redak, R-E-A-D-A-K, and they teach kids in private schools speed reading and study skills. And the requirements to get the job was that you had to have a degree, you were willing to travel, and they would train you. And I was like, there you go. Yeah, you're qualified. <laughs> and, and in my 20s, it was perfect, you know? Yeah. So uh, it was a really great experience. I worked for them for two and a half years, traveling and, and teaching in private schools. Wow. Cool. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll let my audience in. I don't think I ever said this on, this is like my, my 400th episode. Um, wow. Congratulations. I, I, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah awesome. It's been fun. Uh, it's six, the sixth season. Um, I, uh, I have dyslexia. So, uh, which is not uncommon. Uh, mm -hmm. a, a huge majority of entrepreneurs have dyslexia. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's just, um, 
it's it's a gift. It really is because I look at things differently. So, um, you know, I uh, had problems reading, but uh, I just kept reading, kept practicing, kept doing it. I wouldn't say I'm a great reader, but I do a lot of it. Um, so I am going to be listening just like our listeners are to all your advice. So, so let's jump right into some of the things that you would say would help people um, be better readers and um, get into it. Go ahead. Well, um, so first, I understand that the course that I offer, though I don't say specifically it helps for people that have dyslexia, but I get people who sign up for the course that I don't even know have done, and then they come back to me after they're done and they go, this has really helped my dyslexia. I really have, it doesn't fix it, but it certainly gives them tools and strategies to attack their reading, which is what everybody gets. And so be it if you had to have dyslexia or not. It's about what well, I call it mindful, active, and conscious reading. Anyone who takes my classes gets sick of hearing me say it's active, mindful, conscious reading strategies because most people are more passive, mindless, and unconscious because they've never been taught how to do it differently. And so once you have like a, a small smattering of tools that are put when put together make you a much more efficient and effective reader, then that's what people need. It's not about reading thousands of words per minute. I want to get that, you know, myth taken care of, at least what I do. So if somebody, the average reading speed for most people is around 250 words per minute. That's the average. You know, some are less, some are a little more of people that haven't had reading training like since elementary school. And so what I help people to understand is if you can double your 250 to 500 or go to 750 or even a thousand at times when it's appropriate, you now have created an ability to, it's like a stick shift. It's like you now, you can go 250 if you want, you can go 100 if you want, but you now can go 750 when you want. And so it's a, it's, it's about having this control over your reading speed instead of reading everything the same way and thinking it's all just going to sink in. It's like you have to attack it in a very mindful, conscious way. I hope that makes some sense. Yeah. And and how do you do it? Yeah. <laughs> you want to know everything? I want it, and I want it in less than 250 <laughs> words. So yeah. <laughs> So I'll give you I'll give you a couple of the tools that I think are most useful for people. Um, the first one is to understand that all material, that especially entrepreneurs when they're reading how-to stuff, material, financial things, even um, legal documents, um, software manuals, all of that nonfiction stuff are all written from the same format, which is something we learned in school called an outline. When I wrote all my books, I had to create an outline for nonfiction. I'm talking about nonfiction, not romance novels, okay? No, those novels don't have any structure, and that's the beauty of them. But with business material and academic-type material, there is a structure, and that outline is there. So most people don't realize it, but what you're reading is a fleshed-out outline. So if you can go back and figure out where the outline is, which is pretty simple – then you now have the main ideas really quickly. So what I teach people is that if you can even focus on just the first sentence of every paragraph, you're going to find the writer's outline. What you're missing are the details and the explanations, which maybe you need, but at least you have the structure. It's like if you if you take a, a, a car trip from, you know, your town to, you know, the next town over, you kind of have to know how to get there. You need to know the, you know, the signposts, the, the 
twists, the turns, whatever, before you go on that trip. Otherwise, you get pretty lost. So once you know where you're going, it makes it so much easier to get there. Mm. So it's really about understanding you're reading a fleshed out outline and finding that outline in the first sentence of most paragraphs of, I'll say, edited material. It's not like something that you get on email, unless they're really good writers, but it's more the content, the books, the magazines, the newspapers, and that kind of thing. You know, I let me ask you this. is uh, It's a little bit off topic, but um, I find that I'm 58 now, mm-hmm. and I find that um, – my I feel my concentration for reading is way off. And I feel like it's because of the amount of multitasking I do throughout the day. That it's kind of that it's, you know, and I'm actually switching back now. I'm I'm actually reading a book right now. Uh, that's one of the first fun books I've read in years. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I'm doing it um for two reasons, uh, a cathartic reason. And then the sec- second reason is to um, try to get better to be focused on a task. Um, does that make sense to you that that has occurred because of the multitasking or is there something else going on? Oh, it totally does. So I, I do webinars, you know, for companies and businesses. And, and recently I did one for the Air Force. And in, in that, and I realize it's it's a little out there for people who are in, in the military, but I talk about how we have become this um, ADD, ADHD, you know, attention deficit disorder society because of our technology. And so a lot of people don't know how to just monofocus. They sit down to read, right? But what happens is the brain, the monkey brain's going off and it's thinking, what does it have to do? And then the, the phone, you know, dings or there's a text or there's a call or, and it's just like, you just, you, you can't stop. And so when I talk about it, I actually put up on the slide, someone meditating and someone doing yoga and someone doing Tai Chi. And I explain how, if you can get good or even get exposure to mindful activities outside of reading, then when you sit down to read, you can do it much easier than if you're just expecting to read after you've been multitasking. So the book, there's a great book by Dr. Edward Hallowell called Crazy Busy. It's an older book now, but he explains why all of us have become ADD because of the society. And so it, you know, it legitimizes what I believe and what I explain to people. And so I've learned to meditate. I do yoga and it does help for me to calm my nervous system down so I can enjoy reading and not be shooting off all the time the things I I really need to be doing otherwise. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, it's something else too. We all talk about how society is doing this to us, but we're also doing it to society. You know, listen, um, I think we're all, uh, uh, we all put things on our plates sometimes. We don't say no enough. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even to right. our, I'm saying to ourselves, forget about if, if it's somebody else and I'm listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a practicing Buddhist. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I get meditation. I wish I, I go through phases where I'm good at it. Where I'm doing better at it. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm doing it. I'm, do, I'm not doing it and stuff like that. But I, you know, just for our listeners out there, mm-hmm. just a, an observation of myself. And that is, you know, I got to be careful and not put too much on my plate. Um, I mean, I've had a lot of changes within the last uh, year and a half. My my wife passed away, unfortunately, uh, uh, unexpectedly too. And so it's, uh, 
my I tell you what, my mind's gotten sharper. <laughs> you know, it's kind of crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, because I've had to, um, you know, do some things that she used to do. Mm. Um, and I'm just bringing it into the idea that, you know, life does throw things at you, but you know, in, in my situation now I have to look at all the things I'm doing and saying, you know what? And I'm doing it. I'm like, I'm not doing that. It's just, too much right now. So, mm-hmm. um, it's important. So that's, and that's one of the reasons I, I took up reading again, really was because I needed to kind of get some, uh, uh, my mind back into not being a monkey mind, which is a, mm-hmm. it's actually a, a, ta- a, ta- a term we use in Buddhism a lot. You know, you mm-hmm. use it in moga, yoga a lot too. Yeah. Right. Um, how, I, I, you know, it's going to be a stupid question because I know we just talked about it. But how do you stop that monkey mind, which mm-hmm. we just talk about some techniques? Yeah, for sure. And and first, my condolences about your wife. Thank I you. Yeah, yeah, that, it was that's a terrible, tough. terrible story, believe me. Okay. Uh, we could talk about that another time. I'm no, very no we're not going to. Okay, right, thank okay. you. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to trying to um, gain the focus, it's about having these intentional thinking. So when I sit down to read something, when, when I say, okay, here's my reading time, I have some time and I have some things stacked up, be it on my computer or be it physical material, I ask myself the question, why am I reading this? The, the first thing that I see, be it on my computer, be it on the paper, and I have to answer the question, why am I reading it? Like, just because it's here or because I really need it for something I'm working on? Or is there something else in this group of things that I have that is more important right now to me and things that, so I, I prioritize a lot of the material. I also talk about getting rid of things that don't satisfy you. And I, so I, it's a, it's a ranking system on a scale of one to 10, whereas anything that's in your reading pile that is just really not a good use of your time is a one and something that's a 10 is something that almost makes your heart skip a beat. It's that good. And you rank it on a scale of one to 10 and anything that's six or over, keep in your pile. If it's under, get rid of it so that you are more attracted to that pile. It just makes it something that you want to spend your time on, number one, which makes it certainly better than just like, oh, I have all this stuff to read, right? Um, And then once you do, and you do sit down to do it, and I always say sit down because I always, because most of the time you should be sitting down like at a desk or table at a place that is a workplace, not with a lot of clutter around you. Um, Because I talk about the intentionality. If you know why you're reading it, then you ask, what do I need it for? Like, is it for work? Is it for pleasure? Is it for my background knowledge? Do I have to, you know, talk to a colleague about it? What's the reason? So that you read with that reason in mind. And then you also are sitting using, and I talk about this and we can't go through all of them, but how important it is to use your hands or a card to keep your place, to keep your focus, and also to expedite the speed a little bit because there's so many words on a page, the eyes need to have a place to focus. Yeah. Yeah, So when you're reading something that's important, let's go back to what you said earlier in the podcast, and that is that the first sentence Mm-hmm. is the key ingredient. Will you read the piece um, and then go back and reread the topic sentence of every paragraph? The other way around. Oh, you read I'll, the topic sentence first? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yes, oh, because like this, this way, as you get better at it, so the first is there's, there's like, you know, you've got to walk before you run, is that you just have to find the outline, just know the outline exists. And then 
as you get better at it, when you find a paragraph like, oh, that's really interesting. That that first sentence really is interesting. I'm going to spend, I want to read more of that paragraph, but you only go as far as you need and then go to the next first sentence of the next first, first paragraph. And then if that one is like, okay, I don't need anything more, then you go to the next first sentence. So you pick and choose where you spend your time. So it's like, it's almost like a helicopter being up at a 10,000 foot view instead of just walking, you know, through every little, you know, street and corner. It's more like, let me get the bigger picture. Let me decide where I want to spend my time instead of, or where I want to fly over instead of walking through. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. You know, and it's, yeah. it's, it's very helpful. Um, can you tell that a book, I always read the first chapter of a book mm-hmm. to see if I'm going to like the rest of the book. Cause you know, like with Amazon and everything now you can read the first chapter and then you see, yeah. Yeah. um, would you suggest you use that technique to see, uh, to read the first line of a, the first two chapters to see if the auth- if it's going to be something that you're interested in? I think you'll tell within the first chapter. I yeah. mean, read first sentence, you, you know, read like the introduction, like what, where is this supposed to go? Like a paragraph or two, but then stop and read first sentences of paragraphs. Do you like the way this author develops their ideas? Do you like the way that they discuss things, you know, and then you'll know right away whether it's worth your time or not. I mean, that cuts it to the chase right there within something that might take you, let's say it was a 10 page, you know, chapter that they give to you. You know, you could spend the time reading all reading all ten pages, but if you do that overview, it might take you three minutes versus you know fifteen or twenty. So yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it's really effective for weeding out stuff and finding what's important for you. How how is reading? Uh, is, is a kind of a crazy question uh, because it's so old school now because everybody's doing it. How mm-hmm. does reading on your computer screen? Um, even if you have multiple screens, like I have three screens, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, how does, you know, it's, it's interesting how, you know, if you read, if you have a hard copy book, Mm -hmm. right. It stops you from the distractions, right. If you're reading on your screen, um, are you stopping and starting and stopping and starting uh, quite a bit? What, what What's your take on this? So there are strategies. Once I show people how to use the strategies on paper, then we adapt them to a screen. And so there's one great app I'll encourage everyone to check out called Beeline Reader, B-E-E-L-I-N-E reader.com. And what that does is it can take, you know, you come to a web page, let's say a magazine article or something, you have videos playing and things flashing and things trying to get your attention. And so what Beeline Reader does is when you have it onto your browser, you click on it. And the first thing it it does is it color codes the lines so that you can, at the end of the line goes blue, then the beginning of the next line is blue, then the end of that line is black, goes to black, then red to red. So you can easily track your eyes. But the best part about Beeline Reader is this thing called, it's called Activate in Clean Mode. So once you get those colors, you click on that and all the other stuff goes away. Everything gets into a standard line length. It's big print and you just kind of follow it. It's so much easier to read that way. Wow. And then you use some of the hand or card methods to adapt it on screen and, and you've got a really nice set of strategies. You know, well, to I certainly, get I, reading. I mean, I knew this ages ago. I shut, I shut off notifications on my computer. I, I, oh, I yeah. don't use that. That's kind of crazy, Good. you know? <laughs> What, yeah. um, why do people come to you? You know, for Revit Up Reading, they could, it's for many different reasons. 
Um, one of them could be just a student who's in high school, college, just wants to get better at their skills as they are going through their academic work. People who have been working for a long time, going back to school, but also business people, entrepreneurs that have you know, you learn from reading. I mean, when you think of all the things you can get from a book or a magazine or, you know, whatever, there's so much you can get from the printed word. And so I, I think it's just some people just feel they need to do more and they don't know how, or they feel really inadequate. Like one of the first questions I ask in my training is to fill in this blank. I am a blank reader. And that blank whatever word comes to mind is their attitude about themselves. And so they might say, oh, I'm a slow reader or I'm an inadequate or I'm a distracted reader. And that immediately tells me that they need to work with me. Or they might say, you know, I'm a voracious reader, but I want to learn more. Then that's great. I love working with people that have a good attitude. So, but a lot of people do come with me, come to me for that because they need to build their confidence and competence in their reading because yeah, they don't get it. You know? yeah, mine would be lost practice. I've yeah. lost, I lost that practice. Yeah. yeah. I might use you for my son. I think it's, that's not a bad idea. I always, you know, reading, reading is in school. It's so much about reading. It's just, you know, it really is. And if you can't read, it's, mm -hmm. it's challenging. You know? Yeah. Reading is the mother of all study skills. If you can master reading, it just makes life so much easier. I think, you know, in the academic world for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you do bring, uh, let's say, a business owner on as a as a coach to help them, mm -hmm. um, other than asking them that question, what is what do you what are you trying to do with them? <laughs> trying to teach them all the strategies that I know work, and I find out you know what are their needs. Of course, what kinds of things do they read? How are they structured? Let's look at them together. Um, I don't typically do a lot of private coaching anymore. I used to, but I have an online course now called Revit Up Reading, where through the course interface, they can email to us their questions. So it's not like they're left hanging, but they, as they're going through the course, it's like I walk people through it one step at a time, and then they get to figure out how it applies to them or what questions they have and troubleshooting. And so we get back to people, you know, from taking the class. So and really, how long, how yeah. long is that? that it takes a total of five hours, um, mm -hmm. but you don't do it all at once. I tell people do, there's nine modules to do like maybe one or two at a time and then digest it and use it and apply it in your world and then come back when you're ready and do another couple of modules. And because there's definitely tips, tools, strategies in every one, there's 17 timed exercises you do in the class, you know, through wow. the whole thing, but it's only five hours. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You know, and in each and each class is how long? Twenty minutes or section? It's about twenty minutes. It depends on how quickly you read. And it depends. Um, yeah, you know. it's does like it twenty depend? to thirty minutes for each does module. It, does it is it age based or no? Um, I usually I tell people the course is appropriate for age twelve and above, just because mm. the t the timed reading exercises have a reading level that's like grade ten. So you, you really want to make sure that the person isn't lost, you know? Yeah. It. So if a, um, like, in, okay, well, my, in my case, my son's eighth, eighth grade. So would not, it would not be appropriate yet. He's, um, eighth. what depends. Do you think he's mature enough as a reader? Does he have a good no. site vocabulary? No. Okay. I would wait another year, perhaps, okay. you yeah. know, in ninth grade, you know how you can tell I have on my website, it's called a free sneak peek, which basically allows somebody free access 
to one of my favorite modules, which is module four. And so you sign up for that, you get access 300, for 365 days, and it shares some of the things that I talk about. So you'll get to see the kind of content, how it works. And if your son says, you know what, dad, I think I can follow this, then you can you know, purchase it. So that's why I give it as a free sneak peek. So people gotcha. can test it out either for themselves or for their kids, whichever. Uh, you've been doing this for a while now, right? 30 plus years since 1988. What, <clears throat> what, <laughs> yeah. what have you noticed? I mean, we did mention one, but let's, let's go back into it. What have you noticed has changed in 30 years in regards to people's reading habits? Oh, well, remember when I started in 1988, we didn't have the internet. <laughs> okay. So, and computers, I, I, I wrote my first book, which was a study skills textbook on this like t- tiny little Apple screen. Yeah. You know, I can't believe I did that. It was, a, you know, when I look back at that now, but um, so that alone, you had only paper and people were overwhelmed then. But then by, I think the internet by 1995, 96, when, when the desktop computer became more popular and the internet and websites, then it was you duplicated it because then you had your magazine in hand and then you had the magazine version online and it's like which one do you look for what do you you know how do you read and then the e-zines the online newsletters and it's just like it it's just become exponential and i think people have a heart like you said it's about making boundaries about what can i do what should i be doing right now and a lot of people don't know how to create boundaries or to say what's what's important to me what do I want to spend my time on? And so that's that's an issue for people is yeah, becoming I mean, that that organized. Yeah, I'm working on it too. I mean, I'm trying to I, I call it create space. Yeah, because you yeah. just need space to sometimes do nothing. Um, yeah. I'm not I'm not good at that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always trying to fill. I mean, sometimes it's forced on you too. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, so uh, you uh, you've been. Uh, so you created these modules and so you've created these, when's the last time you had to update those modules? So I did an update, um, a little bit of an update about a year ago because there were some changes. I still have one more update in me, but the course is hosted on a learning management system and it's, it's, I'll call it sophisticated. I'll also call it fairly expensive in the way that it's been done, but I started it in 2008 and it what used to be three modules, three big modules. And I was like, no, we got to break this up. So I broke it into nine. And so I've been morphing and changing it, you know, depending on what I think people can use. And right now I think I've, I've gotten to a stride with it where pretty much there's not a whole lot that needs to get changed at this moment in time. Um, and so it, it's very helpful. Yeah, it's very helpful uh, for people to either have seven days, 90 days, or a 365 day access to it. So it's their choice. Yes. You know, so kids that are going off to school, like in January, like, Oh, I better hurry up and do this. They'll do a seven day. Whereas I think most people should do 90. So they have five, the five hours of training over a 90 day period. Yeah. I mean, for our listeners, I know this, this uh, podcast is supposed to be for entrepreneurs, but Mm -hmm. a lot of us all have kids. Uh, (laughs) You know, I have a 22 year old and I have a 13 year old um, soon to be 14 year old, but mm-hmm. he, he, um, he, uh, my 22 year old, uh, excellent, excellent student. And he got like one of the best educations that you, you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not based on the amount of money I spent, honestly, not his college. Yes, but not his high school was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And he was always, he just loves to learn, but I sent him to a Sylvan learning center course courses on how to 
um, study. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, he still says to this day, he goes, dad, I use that all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I see the same thing about what you're talking about, Abby, in your, mm-hmm. your courses and your curriculum, mm-hmm. that these are things that, you know, really can help your kids for the long term. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if I took it too, then I can reinforce it with my, my son and it'll help me and it'll help him. Uh, so I just want to throw that out to our listeners. Um, you know, I, the thing that I try to do with my children is, is I want them to love to learn. There's mm-hmm. a direct correlation between success, loving your job, loving what you do for a living and, um, and loving to learn. Yeah, uh, lifelong learning. That's really what I, what I want yeah. people to feel confident and comfortable doing. I mean, I think the entrepreneurs that do read are more successful than those that don't. Well, let me tell you something. I do not know any success. I, I know a lot of successful entrepreneurs. I just, I really do. And, uh, you know, my definition of a successful entrepreneur is somebody who has a great quality of their life, is doing what they love, and is making an, a, a really enough money to build their net worth and to live the lifestyle that they want. All right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my definition. Great one. <laughs> yeah. And so um, they, I, they are all voracious learners. Mm-hmm. You know, now, now, now they, may, they may learn in different ways, mm-hmm. uh, but they're, they're, they're pretty intense about it. You know, mm-hmm. um, so we have a couple of minutes left. Um, give us your recommendations on if there's a business owner who's listening to us now. You already told us a couple of things. What was the name of the software again? Because I think that's kind of cool. Beeline Reader. Beeline Reader. Beeline Reader. Yeah. So th- I think that's a great recommendation. I think, mm-hmm. you know, using the one page, um, like you said, I know my, my niece, who's an amazing kindergarten teacher, she recommended to, that to me because when I, I have a, I have a hard time filling out forms. Um, mm-hmm. and so she's like, use a piece of paper mm-hmm. and go down. So you're suggesting that for reading. That's, it's, it's very interesting. Um, you mentioned having, um, you know, picking through your pile and saying, you know, prioritizing what's important, what's not important. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess bucketing, uh, you didn't say this, but I'm assuming that maybe even bucketing some time, this is more time management skills and reading skills where you say, you know, for this part of the hour or of this day, I'm going to read through this folder that I have on my computer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what other recommendations would you have? You said the subject matter, read the first sentence of important mm-hmm. documents and then come back and read that. Well, just very, that's a great idea. That, was not, that would not have been intuitive for me. Most um, people, it's not. <laughs> so yeah. You know, I have some value in teaching that. Yeah. Um, what you were just talking about, about, um, you know, filling out documents and putting like a piece of paper, you were indicating, which is interesting, that you would put it underneath the line that you're on. Is that correct? Yeah. Right. So, what I teach is that that, you know, when you're reading something, you're basically blocking where you're going and you're leaving open what you've already read, which means you can reread it and not trust your brain. So what I suggest is not to put it underneath, but to put it above so that you're covering what you've already read and leaving open where you're going so that you are uh, able to keep moving forward. It's like you're getting pushed from behind and something oh. blocked from the front. Interesting. I'll try so that- it. Yeah. Try it, yeah. Yeah. The so, problem is I, I feel, I jump around on the form. 
that's my problem. Yeah. But so forget about a form. Let's look at just regular reading. So mm. there you go. I don't. The form is different than than text. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's all good stuff. You know, I think that's really kind of all the time we have today. Okay. Um, I'd like to thank so much Abby Marks Beal from Rev It Up Reading for coming on to today's podcast. If you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And please also give us a review if it's five star. The uh, Entrepreneur MBA podcast is very popular, but it's those reviews that really help us get good rankings. And if you're looking for a line of credit for your business, you can call us at 862-207-4118 or visit our website at uh, fscreditline.com. That's FS as a finance solutions, creditline.com. We're happy to provide you a free quote as to if you're approved, if you're not approved for how much, what it costs, all those other things. You know, I am, I really believe in that every business should have a line of credit because I've been there. I know what it's like, um, Abby, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how would they go about reaching you? So they can, of course, go to the website, uh, revitupreading.com, uh, R-E-V-I-T-U-P, reading.com. There's a contact form on there. Or they could e- email me directly at abby, A-B-B-Y, at revitupreading.com. Yeah, so thanks for coming on today. My pleasure, Stephen. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, so I think the takeaway that I got from Abby today was some really good tools to kind of help me um, get better. Um, you know, I like, uh, we mentioned all of them, right? So I'm not going to go back at them, but, you know, I think we would all agree that reading is an important skill set that we all need to make sure we're doing, um, we're doing well, being good at it. And, uh, and so here, hopefully today you heard some things that might help you. Other than that, I just want to remind everybody to take really good care of themselves. Uh, you're not good to your family, your employees, your work, your, your anybody. If you're not feeling healthy, that should be the first thing you're thinking about every day. So everybody have a fantastic day. <laughs>